Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Recorded live. I need you. You need me. We're all a part of God's body. Stand with me. Agree with me. We're all a part of God's body. It is His will that every need be supplied. You are important to me. I need you to survive. I need you. You need me. We're all a part of God's body. Stand with me. Agree with me. We're all a part of God's body. It is His will that every need be supplied. You are important to me. I need you to survive. I pray for you. You pray for me. I love you. I need you to survive. I won't harm you with words from my mouth. I love you. I need you to survive. I pray for you. You pray for me. I love you. I need you to survive. I won't harm you with words from my mouth. I love you. I need you to survive. I pray for you. You pray for me. I love you. I need you to survive. I won't harm you with words from my mouth. I love you. I need you to survive. It is his will that every need be supplied. You are. I need you 
That should be everybody's testimony here, here on this evening. That we need the Lord to survive. At the end of the day, that we may have everything that we may have, and we may have the houses, the cars, the money, the relationships, but at the end of the day, we need him to survive. Amen. Yes, Lord. Amen. Everybody, well, stand right where you are, everywhere, all around this building as we come together and join hands. Amen. I believe Jesus died for relationships. He did not only die for his friends or his enemy, but he died for his enemies that might become his friends. Amen. Oh, I, I won't be for you. I won't be before you too long on today. Amen. As you take your neighbor hand to the left and to the right of you, I don't know about you, but sometimes joy yes, is the only thing that we really have. And the reality is that no matter how good the person looks standing beside you, how wonderfully they smell us, how marvelously they worship, at the end of the day, in all reality, we will need a Savior. And as you hold that hand and as you squeeze that hand, you're reminding them that the blood of Jesus is still it's still good. The blood of Jesus is still marvelous. The blood of Jesus is still wonderful. And as you hold that hand and you squeeze that hand, you're reminding them that whatever that you went through on last week, it did not take you out. And as you hold that hand and as you squeeze that hand, you, you're reminding them that that blood is flowing and that you have the, the breath and the possibility of life. And as you hold that hand and as you squeeze that hand, you're reminding them that this too, Shall pass. Yes, pass. Most gracious and heavenly Father, we come right now, Lord, just to tell you thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Lord, thank you for everything that you did, done, and going to do in our lives, God. Lord, we want to tell you thank you, God, for just being you, God. Thank you, God, for dying on the cross for us, God. We want to tell you thank you, God. Thank you. We want to tell you thank you, God. We want to tell you thank you for family, God. We want to tell you thank you for your love, God. We want to tell you thank you for your grace, God. We want to tell you thank you for your mercy, God. We want to tell you thank you for just giving us another chance just to be alive in here on today, God. Thank you, Lord. we want to tell you thank you, God, for your for your loving hand, God. That you have stretched to us just to see another day, God. We want to tell you thank you, God, that our our that that you didn't let us. See uh, uh, another dis- distraction that kept us from coming into your presence on this evening, God. We want to tell you thank you, God, for Pastor Evans, God, for allowing him, God, just to hold on just a little while longer, God. Lord, touch Sister Evans, God, from the top of her head to the sole of her feet, God. Lord, touch everybody that is gathered in here on this evening, God. Whatever problem that is ailing them, God, whatever situation that is troubling them, God. 
God, go with them right now, God. Yes. Touch their homes, God. Touch their marriages, God. Yes. Touch their relationships with yes. you, God. Lord, bring them closer to you, God. Thank draw them near the cross, God. Thank Lord, draw them back to the love that you had first gave us, God. Yes. We want to tell you thank you, God. Thank you. And God, if you never do another thing, God, thank you. you already done enough, God. Thank you. We just want to tell you hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah for another chance, thank God. We, we are rejoicing here on this evening, God. Hallelujah. If we don't say another thing, God, we just want to tell you thank you, God, thank you, Lord. because you have been better to us than we have been to ourselves, yes, God. Yes, you you have been a brother to us, God. You have you have been a father to us, God. Yes. Sometimes you have supplied our needs when we couldn't supply them ourselves, God. You put shelter over our heads. Yes. You put food on our table, God. Yes, and just for that, we want to tell you thank you, thank God. You. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. God, I, I'm just reminded, God, of how, how far you have brought us, God. I, I'm reminded how high. How your loving arms have kept us, God. I'm reminded, God, how you have sheltered us and gave us another chance, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So this life that we are living is not our own, God. But we solely give it back to you today, God. But we want to tell you sorry, God. Whatever we have done against your will, God. However we have came against our brothers and our sisters, God. We want to tell you thank you, God. Please, Father, right now, God. Come in our midst, God. Lord, we, we, you say those that worship me must worship me in spirit and in truth, God. Please, God, send a, send a, a fresh, refreshing anointing to come into this place, Father. Please, Father, right now, God. God, you can do it, God. You can do it, If you did it before, I know you could do it again, God. Let, let our relationships become stronger with each other, God. Let our brothers and sisters come back in unity, Father. Please, God, have mercy, God. Have mercy in this place on today, God. Please, God, have mercy, Father. Have mercy, Lord. Yes, Lord. In Jesus' name that we pray. Yes, Lord. Amen and amen. 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 We'll be coming from Second Corinthians. Chapter 5, where I'll be reading the first through the ninth verse. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 1 through 9. When you have it under the Lord by saying. Second Corinthians. Chapter 5, verse 1 through 9. And it reads, For we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle was dissolved, we have a building of God, a house not made with hands, eternal in heaven. For in this we groan earnestly, desiring to be clothed upon with our house which is from heaven. So that being clothed upon, we shall not be found naked. For we that in this tabernacle do groan, being burdened, not for that we be for not not for that we would be unclothed, but clothed upon, that mortality might be swallowed up of life. Now he that hath wrought us as the self same thing is God, who also had given unto us the earnest of the Spirit. Therefore, we are always confident, knowing that while as we are at home in the body, 
we are absent from the Lord. For we walk by faith and not by sight. We are confident, I say, and willing rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. Verse 9, wherefore we label that whether present or absent, we may be accepted of him. Amen. You may be seated. For a little while on this evening, I would like to use for a semantic topic, life is hard, but there is hope on the way home. Life is hard, but there is hope on the way home. First Peter at chapter 2, verse number 11 says, We are pilgrims and strangers, aliens, foreigners in this world. When we got saved, Philippians chapter 3 and verse 20 says that our citizenship is in heaven. Since we are here on earth and our citizenship is in heaven, there is now and until we get there a pull from another land that is in every heart of every child of God. It just seems that as Christians, we we don't fit in with this world. We we, we don't belong here. We are uneasy here. And we don't feel like the way we felt when we got saved. Often when my family used to come to New Orleans and visit, which they hate doing ever since they have adapted to this Texas way of living. I have this one particular little brother who was, who was born and raised. And now all of a sudden, he hates to even visit New Orleans. He said he hardly ever remembers staying in the house where the people used to gather and play with us. He said that 12 years ago, People that have stayed, and, and, and there was our neighbors and our friends have, have died or moved on. And home in New Orleans is not what it was when we was a child. No, sir. And the longer I live in this life, uh-huh. the more uncomfortable I become. Well. It's becoming more and, and, and more strange to me. And the reason it's strange to me because it's not my home. Not my home. I, I'm just a stranger. I'm a pilgrim passing through. This this same desire was also in the heart of the Apostle Paul. Paul is now headed towards the backstretch. The the finish line is in view. And the labels of the empire is on his luggage. And he is coming now to the end of his years. And he writes in the book of Philippians, I am a straight in between the two. It is needful for you to do that. I, 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 I say, but my desire is to be with the Lord. Yes, Lord. You're on the I, I don't belong here. I, I, I don't feel comfortable here. Well, you, you need me, but I want to go and be with the Lord. And those of us who are children and, and, and love the Lord, full of life, thank God we're, that we're here. We praise God. Thank God for our blessings and what we have and where we live and what we drive, and what we wear, and what we own. But we know that this is only temporary. This, this world is not our home. We, we are on our way out of here because we are uncomfortable here. Now, I don't want to sound too old this evening, but 
I don't understand a whole lot that is going on in this world. That, that, that's just me. I, I don't have anything to do with the spirit. It don't have anything to do with God. But there was a time where you could tell a boy was a boy. And you could tell when a girl was a girl and men loved women and, and women loved men and men got up and went to work and took care of their families. And people went to church and, and they loved God. They bank at the same bank. They went to the same church. They, they drove the same car. They loved everybody and everybody took care of everybody. But that's not the world that we're living in right now. Well, we are pilgrims, strangers, yeah. aliens. Yeah. Foreigners in this world. And Paul says the desire for reading of this text is sooner or later it is to get away from him. He says, so we know that if our early house, this, this, this tabernacle, would dissolve, we have another building. A house that is not made with hands. That is eternal in heaven. Let me say a word or two about hardship. Paul uses two words to describe the temporary nature of life. He calls this body that we live in a tabernacle. A, a, a tabernacle is it's a tent. It's a, it's a temporary dwelling place. A tabernacle is, is reminiscent of the tabernacle where they worship in the wilderness. It was a tent, a temporary dwelling place met them in the tabernacle. The tabernacle was a foreshadowing of the temple. The temple was a permanent structure that would be erected in Jerusalem. But in the meantime, they dwelt in worship in the tabernacle. Not only is it a tabernacle, but sooner or later, it will dissolve. Yes, sir. It, it will be demolished. It will be destroyed. Yeah, it, it will be loosened. It refers to an animal carrying a burden. And when the animal has done its job, the burden is loose from him. And while this mantle of flesh will be loose from me, the real me will take away from this, temp this temporary tabernacle. This, this body that I occupy yes, sir. is a temporary death dwelling. Yes, I, I know we try to take care of it. We try to make it look good. We put makeup on. We, uh -huh. we put our lace front wigs on. But <laughs> it is just <laughs> temporary. I'm not talking about you, Miss Evans. But there's a leak in this old building. Yes, sir. And my soul yes, sir. has got to move. Yes, sir. And it will be a sad day yes, sir. to have to move and don't have no forward and address. We know that this is an early house. This tent, this temporary dwelling. But I got some good news for somebody in here this evening. There's another building. I'll get to that a little bit later. But verse 2 says, in this body we groan. Yes, sir. We are mostly in verse 4. Yes. Job chapter 14 says, in verse 1 says, a man that is born of a woman. 
I have one Bible reader here, but I need two or three Bible readers in a few days for the trouble. John chapter 16, verse 33 says, These things I have spoken unto you, that in me ye may have peace in this world. You, you will have tribulation. But he says, But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Ecclesiastes chapter 2 and verse 23 says, This world is full of sorrow and vexation. If it's not one thing, it's another. It's always a time of testing. Always a time of tragedy. Always a time of trauma. Always a time of trouble. Every time you get one thing straight, and something else is always falling apart. This, this world, this, this life is full of tragedy, sickness and disease, separation in our family, heartbreak, depression, trials and difficulties, stress. We can't get over one problem before it's replaced by another problem. And the older you get, the worse it gets. You, you, you get your eyes straight and your hearing start acting up. You, you get one knee operated on and the other knee starts straight acting up. You get one shoulder straight, the other shoulder gets get hurt. If it's not your hip, it's your head. If it's not your neck, it's your back. If you health, if you get your health straight, then your money starts to messing up. You get your money straight, and then your child starts to acting up. You get one child straight, and then the other child starts to acting a fool. Every now and then, we're going to face trials, tragedies, and tribulations. But there is hope. On the way home. I'm reminded of this story. A preacher who had been preaching the gospel for some years had lost his family in a fire. His wife and his children was lost in a fire. One day he was walking through the town depressed and dejected, saying, what kind of God would let me preach all these years? It allowed this calamity to come upon me. I've been serving God faithfully, and my wife and my children dying in a fire. What did I ever do, God, to deserve this fate? And walking along, he sees this building, a, a giant cathedral. Uh-huh. They, they were constructing this huge, massive cathedral. Wow. And he saw a man, a stonemason, on the ground chiseling with a chisel and a hammer. He got to him and asked him, what are you making with this chisel and this hammer? He said, you, you see that little hole way up there on this cathedral? He says, I'm chiseling and hammering this stone down here so that it can fit up there. Troubles, you'll get that later on. Trials and sickness and setbacks. It's God chiseling on me down here so that I can fit up there. Is there anybody here that can help me sing this song that I'm so glad that trouble don't last always. God is hammering on me. He is, he is chiseling on me. He's he shaping me and molding me. Yeah, it hurts. It's painful, but I don't deny the fact that I have to cry sometimes. I don't preach from the fact that I don't like what God is doing to me, but he is chiseling on me down here so that I can fit up there. Yes, sir. Some of us 
or some of our faith is too small. Uh-huh. Their life is full of hardship. Uh-huh. It is not unchristian. It, it, it is not unchristian to admit that you suffer with depression. Yes, sir. It is not unchristian to admit that you struggle with Satan and sin. It is not unchristian to admit that some days you are not as good as the other days. Uh-huh. But God is hammering on you. Yes. I feel it in my side. I, I feel it in my legs. I, I feel it in my, my soul. But sometimes my soul gets tired. And I have to say, precious Lord, take my hand. Lead me on and let me stand. I am tired and I am weakened. Through the storms and through the night, when my waves grow dear, precious Lord, linger near. He'll come through in the midnight hour and speak to your troubled soul. He'll come when you think you just ran out of time. He'll come when the doors have been rejected in your face. But there's a word about hardship. But then I got a word for hope. Life is hard. Relationships is hard. It is hard dealing with people. I don't mind going to church if I didn't have to deal with the people. I don't mind singing in the choir if I didn't have to deal with people. I wouldn't mind, I wouldn't mind being a witness if I didn't have to deal with the people. It's hard sometimes to make ends meet. And it's hard sometimes even to get out of the bed in the morning. And the older you get, the, the more difficult life becomes. But I got a word about hope. And it's a confident hope. Look with me in verse 4. He says, we that is in this tabernacle, yes, grown, uh-huh. being burdened for that, we should be unclothed, but clothed upon that mortality might be swallowed up of life. Of life. Yes, sir. You know you're getting old when it takes you longer to rest yeah. than it was to get tired. <laughs> You know you're getting old when you don't care where your wife goes just as long as you don't have to go with her. You, you know you're getting old when your knees buckle but your belt can't. You, you, you know you're getting old when everything hurts but what don't hurt don't work no more. Somebody over 30 ought to help me testify. You go in the room to get something and you forget it. What you went in there for? You're looking for your glasses and you got them on. You're looking for your keys and they're in your hand. But there is a word of comfort. He says that we know it. In Philippians chapter 1, he says, in verse 6 says, being confident of this very thing that he who has begun a good work in me will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. God might have to take us home kicking and screaming, but he's going to take us home. And as hard as life gets, God's promise 
that he will never leave you nor forsake you. Brothers and sisters, I, I think I can handle anything as long as I got hope. I can stand up under any trial, any setback. But as long as I have hope, but that there's a brighter day ahead. I think I can stand underneath any burden as long as I know that God is on my side. Not maybe so, not I'm wishing so. Hope is not a wish for a fortunate outcome. Hope is waiting for God to do something that he says that he's going to do. He, he will provide. He will make a way out of no way. He will take care of you. Yeah. He will open a door for you. Yeah. He will make your enemy your footstool. He will be a strong power in the midst of your weakness. Well, he will. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest name I know, but his, his lovely face and race and rest upon his changing grace. In every high and stormy gale, my anchor holds within the veil. And on Christ, the solid rock I stand, because all of the ground is sinking sand. There's a word about hardship. There's a word about hope. But let me hurry, my brothers and sisters. But there's a word about home. We have a perfect place. It's a building of God. God is working on it. Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you. That wherever I go, y'all got it. I will come again and receive you unto myself. Now, now he's been gone 2,000 years. Can, can you imagine what that place looked like? He, he's been working on it all these years. And this, this body that is full of weakness and contamination. Sickness invades it. Stress weighs it down. And, and troubles get the best of it. You, you need to be honest with yourself. You don't look what you looked like 30 years ago. Tell yourself the truth that there's skin where you thought you didn't have any. You, 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 your eyesight is getting dim. You, your hearing is getting dull. There was a time where you could remember everything that you put in your mind to remember. That there was a time when you could wake up whenever you decided that you wanted to wake up. That there was a time when anything down to remember. Now you got to write everything down just to remember. And then you have to remember when you throw it. But there's a place that the righteous can call home. Somewhere where there's, there's no more struggle, yes, sir. no more sickness, no more trials, and, and, and no more heartbreak. Yeah. No, no more separation in our families. Well. No, no more doctor's appointments. No more funeral homes and, and no more hospitals. Because this place is, is, is perfect. Not only is it perfect, but it's a permanent place. And I got one question for us in here on this evening. Do you want to go to this place where the streets are paved with gold? Do you want to see this place? I, I, I told you earlier that I didn't want to sound too old, but this, 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 this body that we are, that we are written, that it, it, it is only temporary. And we have to get our business fixed here 
in order that we may get up there. Now, the reason for this is that we can't get to heaven. Let me remind, let me, let me rewind a little bit. My brothers and sisters, let me give you the theology for a second. We will know each other when we get to heaven. But we will not know each other in the same relationship. Because the, the, the type of knowledge will be on another plane. I, I will see my grandmother again. I will see my loved ones again, all of my friends that are gone. But we will not be in the same relationships like we are right now. I, I will know them, but I will, not, I will not know them like I knew them before. Because they will have glorified, resurrected bodies. Now the reason for that is that we can't get to heaven and then you was married before and your spice died. And you was remarried because they asked Jesus that question. And your first wife says, hold on, hold on. Wait one minute. It ain't going to be no cutting and gun shooting up there. <laughs> well, y'all fighting over a man. And he had moved on well. We will not be in the same relationships that we have right now. We will be brothers and sisters in Christ, ruling and reigning Jesus when he come again. And I, I don't understand all that goes into it, but all I know is that I want to be there. I don't know anything about premillennial dispensation, but what I do know is when the saints go marching in, I want to be in that number. Yes, sir. It's a perfect place. It's, it's a permanent place. Then it's a precious place where the streets of pain will go. The gates are made of pearl and the wild walls are lined with precious gems. Then there's a tree that is called life. And in the midst of that city is a river that is on each side where the trees bearing 12 manner of fruits. There's, there's no need for the sun, the S-U-N. Because of the sun, the S-O-N, gives life to everybody in the city. And as I'm getting ready to close, there was some years ago, some, some mariners who used to sail the Mediterranean Sea. And it is called the Mediterranean because they believed the Mediterranean was the middle of the earth. And they would sail the Mediterranean Sea and some, mar some mariners ventured a little past the Mediterranean to go straight to the city of Gibraltar. And when they got to the Strait of Gibraltar, there was a rock, and there was a, some caves inside of this rock of Gibraltar. Uh -huh. And they would sail beyond the Mediterranean to the Strait of Gibraltar, but no further because they thought they would fall off the end of the earth because at this time, they believed that the earth was flat. And they were still a little past the Mediterranean to the Strait of Gibraltar. And go to this rock that was in Gibraltar. Uh -huh. And there was caves inside this rock. And they would go in there and write in Latin, Ne plus ultra, which means no more beyond. 
Then they sail the Mediterranean and they will go to the Strait of Gibraltar. And so they get to, it gets to this rock of Gibraltar and go inside of this cave where the rock was and then they will go a little bit farther. Then they will inscribe inside of this cave. Naples Ultra. Which means no more beyond. And then came Christopher Columbus, who sailed beyond the Mediterranean, beyond the Strait of Gibraltar, and came all the way to this new world, where they had become the Columbus voyage. And then when they got to this rock of Gibraltar, where they have inscribed no Naples Ultra, no more beyond, and scratched out the name, which means there's more beyond. I'm through now, but there's more beyond. I was I was watching an infomercial the other day, and when they were selling these knives or whatever they were selling, and if you bought one knife at a certain time, you could get the next knife at the same price. But then, right before the infomercial, we're getting ready to cut, cut off. The man will come and back and say, but wait, there's more. Y'all going to help me close, would you? Yes, sir. If there's anybody in this evening believe that, that this is all that is hands to life, I come to tell you, wait, there's more. there's more. Eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, but I come to tell somebody in here all this evening, wait, there's more. God shall wipe all of your tears away. God shall wipe your weary days away. But there's a tree that is bearing fruit of the leaves and there's, there's in the city. And there's, there's good healing in this city of the, for the healing of the nation. There's one type of fruit in January. There's another kind of fruit in February. And you don't get there until March. But there's another kind of fruit there in March. And if you don't get there until April, there's another kind of fruit there in April. But I come to let somebody know, wait, there's more. God himself has a rainbow around his shoulder. Tells all the light of his presence when the saints will get a, a glance at his face. And he want to let everybody know that wait, there's more. Abraham is there. Isaac and Jacob is there. Moses and David is there. Uh -huh. Jacob and Nahum is there. Uh -huh. There's more. I tell you, Paul and Silas is there. Uh -huh. Matthew and Mark is there. Yeah. Luke and John is there. Yeah. Sarah and Rebecca is there. Yeah. Deborah and Ruth is there. Yeah. Naomi and Elimelech is there. Yeah. But wait, there's more. My grandmother is over there. Yeah. My niece and nephew is over there. Yeah. I got some family over there. But wait, there's more. I see a number coming from the north and coming from the south and coming from the east and coming from the west where there's 12 gates in this city where the street is paved with gold where there's three gates in the east there's three gates in the west there's, there's three gates in the north and there's three gates in the south but I want to let you know that but wait there's more no more tears and, and, and no more heartbreak. No, no, no more sorrow. 
some glad morning. When this life is over, I will fly away. Is there anybody in here on this evening that you want to fly away when that great morning comes? No more setbacks, no more heartbreak. God said, get up and get your business fixed. If you're going to meet me over there, you have to get straight over here. Is there anybody in here that don't mind calling on the name Jesus? Is there anybody in here that don't mind calling on the name God? Is there anybody in here? I want to know. Do you love my Jesus? Do you love my Lord? Somebody ought to give praise in here on this evening. If this is my last time, I got one more hallelujah left inside me. I got one more thank you, Jesus, inside me. Is there anybody in here that's on my praising God? Get up on your feet. God has been so good to you. God has been merciful to you. God has been long-suffering to you. Is there anybody in here that don't mind praising God? Is there anybody in here that woke you up this morning? He started you on your way. He put shoes on your feet. He put clothes on your back. He put clapping in your hands. He put rushing in your feet. And you got the nerves enough to sit there like God having done nothing for you? Somebody ought to say thank you in here on this evening. Somebody ought to say thank you in this evening. I can't believe somebody ought to say thank you in here. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. See the thing? With this thing that we call life, uh-huh. we want to waste it. Now, I'm finished preaching now. We want to waste it. On the petty things. We, we, we want to waste it. Nitpicking in. Worrying about the less things than our soul. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. But God said your soul is precious. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. See, sometimes we often forget how good God has been to us. Well. Because we get up every morning. We could get money out of the ATM. But there's going to come a time and day where we're going to have to call on that great name. There's going to come a time where you're going to have to see Jesus face to face. And you've got to ask yourself this question. Will he remember you? Well, I heard Pastor Evans say earlier this time that we, we, we cut out this thing that we call church, that this, 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 this cinema where we come and play a part and we look at the narrator and all, the, all of the credits and we go home and we live what we thought was life. Before I came out here, I, I really thought about, not really, I'm going to be honest, but I really didn't think about coming. Because I really didn't want to deal with family. I really didn't. I, as hard as that might sound, I had to get comfortable being with just me. Because I was tired of calling. Tasha could say I call her every other month. Tasha, who is, we just family here. Who fell out this month? Who fell out last month? And it was always something after something after something after something after something. But there's come a, it's going to come a time, it's going, to, it's going to come a day where we're going to need each other. It's going to come, it's going to come a time, it's going to come a day where 
We're going to have to roll our mom and daddy in front of a church. We're going to need each other one day or one way or another. And it will be hard that I can't go to my brother and ask him, do he love me? When was the last time where we told our loved one that we loved them? I really, I promise you, Lord is my witness, I did not want to preach. I came just to reconcile. This, these differences, we got brothers sitting at home not coming to church. Relationship that is being broken. It's, just, it's a shame when your family is your enemy. Yes, Lord, that it, 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 it is a shame where we can't get together as a family and enjoy just a football game. And if I step in on anybody's toes, I promise you I'm sorry. But it's, it's going to come a time and it's going to come a day where God's going to, re- he's, he's writing everything down where we got to prefer the church and we sung, oh, gentle Savior. Where we preach, even a preacher needs to be fixed up on. And I'm, I'm speaking on myself. Sometimes this thing called temptation gets in the way. Sometimes sin gets in the way. I can't speak on nobody but myself because that's the only way I'm going to get delivered. And at the end of the day, we're going to have to understand, well, Lord, I want to be pleasing unto you. Lord, I want you to accept me in your service. Lord, I want you to remember the time where I told you I love you. Lord, do you remember the the prayer where I got on my knees and I asked you for forgiveness and you didn't forgive me? And he's going to tell you, because at the end of the day, you needed me. You needed me, and I wasn't there for you because you took time out Monday through Saturday doing what you wanted to do, but now you need me. And they say that everybody that cried, Lord, Lord, ain't saved. And and what I found out about what we have here, the reason why, I might be wrong, the reason why God hasn't added is because we are subtracting amongst ourselves. He said, how can I add to something that ain't even together? They said, the house that prays together shall stand together. We can't even pray together. He said, how can I add to something that's not, that is not even ready for what you have yet? You don't come on Sunday to learn. You come to Bible study where, you, where you're being taught the word of God. Sunday is just for your Sunday best coming, your prayers in the Lord, you're getting your amens, you're seeing. But at the end of the day, we, 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 we must come to know who's that great name. It's time that we, 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 we really stop this. It's time that we come together as a family. 
Not as a church. Because the church can't be nothing without a family. Because that's all the church is, is one big family. And you see, I'm not going to get the church together until you get the family together. It's time that we settle our differences. It's time that we come together in unity. One thing I picked up from my dad when he used to preach, he used to always ask for an offering right after he finished preaching. An offering of honesty. If anybody got any differences amongst anyone in their own right now, if the spirit moves, Settle your differences. Give that person a hug and tell them you love them. This might be your last time. I don't know who, I don't know how, I don't know why. But if there's a difference that needs to be settled, I'll be the first. I've done wrong to my family. I've hurt in relationships. I have done some neglecting things outside of the family. But at the end of the day, God never turned his back on me. And I'm satisfied with that. And if he ever decides that he wants to take me home to there tomorrow, I'm all right with that. Because at the end of the day, I got to get my business fixed. And there's a song that it says, Will you be ready? When he returns. Will you be ready? Amen. Will you be ready? Songwriter say he just might come get you tonight. Will you be ready when he comes? 